Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark, and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. Welcome back, College Hoops Coast to Coast. We got TCU assistant coach Dwayne Broussard in the building. We got Sweeney, as always, representing SI. Uh, he's buttoned up today, so you know it's a great day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we just want to show some TCU Horn Frog love, Coach. We appreciate you jumping on and see you got the hoodie on. You're ready to go box and, and get into the season. Yes, yes, indeed. It's also a little cool here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, so I'm just prepared, man. But thanks for having me. I really appreciate this, B, and, uh, and Kevin, it's good to meet you finally, and uh, I'm excited for the show, and, yep. um, you know, so we'll just see what happens, man, but thanks yeah. for having me on. I really appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, you got a lot of Dallas, Fort Worth. You, you're, it's becoming cool to stay home or come <laughs> back to home, right? <laughs> exactly. Transfers coming back. You got a Lancaster star that's on billboards now playing on USA teams. Uh, <laughs> right. Talk about what it is with those kids and getting Dallas young men to stay home. Uh, and even Texas, I know you got some Houston guys as well, but talk a little bit about kind of building that fence around Dallas-Fort Worth and then in the state. Yeah, uh, well, you know, two, two and a half years ago when, when I was fortunate enough to uh, be a part of get on Jamie Dixon's staff here at TCU, um, I, I just, I just kind of felt then that with the tremendous amount of resources that the Dallas Metroplex has in terms of its recruiting base, um, you know, I, th I think, I think the facilities we have here at TCU, you know, I think the resources and the commitment to making this program top notch, you know, has, has sparked a lot of motivation and interest with our staff and obviously with coach Dixon to try to make this a place where, kids in the Dallas Fort Worth area feel like they can come here and be successful. And uh, I think, I think not only with Mike miles, obviously with his recent success, but you know, even an RJ Nimhard who we had here last year, who is now I think with the Cleveland Cavaliers and uh, even a Kenrich Williams, who was here a couple years ago from this area and uh, all the other players that, that have come through here. It's, it's, it's been, it's been fantastic to watch this thing grow. 
And I, I, I will tell you, I, I think that the Metroplex in general has become sort of the epicenter of recruiting. Yeah, and, I, and I think part of that is during the pandemic, it was probably one of the few places, and I'm talking about the state of Texas and in particular North Texas, where you could play games and you could work out and, and, and kids could give with their trainers. And, and uh, you know, and I think that's been beneficial. And I think we're seeing that uh, in the landscape here uh, with recruiting. And uh, I think our team in particular is reflective of that. Uh, because you know we are we are continuing to to try to pound the pavement here in the Metroplex to get the best possible players we can be because we feel like this place, you know, being the only Big Twelve school in the Metroplex, we we feel like we have if we can if we can capitalize on the opportunity, we feel like we have a distinct advantage, and so we're we're very happy with the the trajectory of this program and and where it's headed. And another area that you guys have been able to, you know, make a lot of headway in recruiting is obviously in the transfer portal. And you guys were about as active as anyone, I think, in the country this spring and going out and getting, you know, high quality transfers. Can you kind of first off just explain what that process was like? You know, I think a lot of people have said it's kind of like speed dating and you, for you guys, especially with the number of guys you guys were bringing in at that point. What were some of the challenges you guys went through with evaluating and building relationships and putting together this team for this season? Well, we, we, we felt, we felt moving forward from, from last year that we were going to have to try to figure out how to get a little bit older, more experience, um, you know, sort of bigger bodies, more athletic bodies. And, and, and really the phenomena with, with the transfer portal um, kind of caught everybody off guard because I mean, there, I, I think at one point there may have been maybe 1700 players in that thing, man. And it was, it was it was insane, um, but I think the reason why we were able to get ahead of it a little bit is because we have a tremendous staff of of, of young people who put together some amazing presentations, Kevin and Brian. And so, because we couldn't go out because of the restrictions with the COVID protocols and whatnot, I think we we spent our time uh, building these presentations with high powered analytics and facts about TCU and great pitchers. And we were able to, in, in, in a given day, do four or five presentations. And so our time was a lot more effective. Our use of time was a lot more effective. And, and, and I think this is where coach Dixon flourished. And so we were able to pinpoint who we needed and why we needed it and then work those relationships. And, uh, I think it proved very, very profitable for us. And we were uh, very, very fortunate. I think the other thing is that we also really delved into the analytics of, of, of recruiting. Um, there's a number of different uh, websites and um, resource tools that we were able to use to sort of pinpoint exactly what our weaknesses were and what strengths we were looking for um, in, in, in our current players that, that transferred in here. And, and I can tell you that you know, in 18 weeks of practice from the time the summer first started until now, um, I, I think we've been pretty accurate on, on, on who we chose to play here at TCU. And it's, uh, you know, we're excited. There's a lot of excitement here. So I think it worked well for us. And again, the, the, the first challenge was, all right, we've got, you know, all these guys we need to bring in to fill these holes and, you know, put together this team that we're, we're excited about. And then the, the second step, obviously, was once they got to campus, all right, we have all these new players we have to incorporate into what we do. Uh, talk about that process and, and, and some of the challenges and also the, the wins of, you know, putting together, you know, the chemistry and 
uh, you know, the terminology and all the things that go into, you know, taking 13 talented players and making it a, a winning basketball program. Right. Well, I, I think coming back from last year's team, we had a core group right. who have always been tremendously bought into what we're doing. And in particular, you know, when you have a, a personality like Mike Miles, who had a tremendous amount of success last year, I think garnered a lot of respect um, with the young men that, that came into the program behind him. And not to mention Francisco Farabello, uh, who's been here for a while and has done a phenomenal job, and he'll be a junior this year. And then Eddie Lampkin, Eddie Lampkin, who's from Houston, um, was, was a player that, that, that stayed and, and, you know, he's lost over 70 pounds. So, you know, I, I just think we had a really good core group of individuals so that when the other players showed up this summer, I think the integration process and the cohesion process, uh, went a lot smoother than normal. And plus they're players who really and truly wanted to be here. Okay. I, I can't, we, we can't short sell sort of the, 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 the devastation, I think, and maybe devastation is, is, is too strong of a word, but, you know, last year with, with the way COVID just ripped programs apart and turned college basketball upside down, um, you know, kids at the end of the year were tired and uh, you know, and so the transfer portal allowed them sort of a, a, a pathway to leave and maybe find, a better place. And I think we were the recipient of that with all the young men that came into our program. So when they arrived on campus, they were willing and able and eager to work right away. And uh, we jumped right into practice. Normally, from my understanding, even last year and the year before, when summer came, Kevin, we, we, we would spend maybe two or three weeks, you know, getting our kids acclimated to academics and study halls and and strength and conditioning and not really jumping into practice, but, but coach Dixon, he kind of flipped the script. He said, as soon as these young men get here, we're going to start practicing right away. And that's what we did. And, and it worked really, really, really well. And a telltale sign for us in terms of how well the cohesion and the integration process uh, uh, was happening was the fact that we very seldom had days where everybody was lackadaisical or, or not intense in their workouts or, or not happy to be there. And, and this was probably one of the few summers where I don't think we had any injuries, you know, whether they were major or minor. So no one set out. So every day we had a full complement of players out there going at each other, you know, for an hour each day and, and really excited about it. And then, and then, and then we were able to do things off the court this year that we couldn't do last year in terms of team building. And I think that's a strong point about this TCU program because we value the off-court experiences, whether, you know, going to restaurants or, or recreational outings or going over to Coach Dixon's house and, and just building family and community. And I thought we were able to do that a lot better this year. And I think that did a lot to, to help improve that integration and cohesion process. You mentioned, you know, Mike Miles a bit earlier. Can you expand upon, you know, particularly the leadership side of things and the way he's, you know, stepped up to, you know, going from one of the best freshmen and, you know, in talented scorer, USA basketball to, you know, the point guard and the leader of a team that has, you know, high aspirations? Well, Mike is a tremendous young man and he has grown immensely since he's been here. 
I think being from this area and playing high school basketball for his high school coach at Lancaster and, and, and the AAU team that he was a part of, you know, I think he learned the value of winning and preparation and, and, and having a hard nose mentality, no matter what the competition. And I think that I, and I'm sure he'll be the first to tell you that, that even last year, maybe at times he surprised himself on how well he played, but that only strengthened his resolve to be an even better player this year. And I think the difference between Mike Miles as a freshman and Mike Miles as a sophomore is the fact that he's won a gold medal and he's done it on a world stage and he did it with his college basketball coach. So I think there's an even better relationship that those two have. And I think he's been able to grow in his ability to communicate better. And, and I'm seeing that we're seeing that in practice, you know, days when, you know, just recently when we're practicing and we get tired, you know, maybe last year, no one would speak up and try to try to motivate the guys in a way that was positive yet could still get great results. Mm. And I think Mike Miles has been able to do that because he's leading by example and uh, really, really setting the stage for us to have a really, really good year. And I think I think those are the areas where he's really, really improved. I think he's gotten in better shape. Um, you know, I think I think he is is doing a lot of work off the court in terms of his academics and doing a really good job with that. And uh, he's coming around more, right? You know, he he's coming out of his shell. You know, again, I, I don't I don't want to harp on this, but when COVID hit, we were so isolated, we we couldn't be around each other. And mm. you know, and he's not he's not a young man that that gets out much anyway. You know, he he he's kind of a homebody kid, and I and I love that about him. We all love that about him. But but I think now. He likes being around his teammates. He likes the competition. And I think I think he sees hope that that this program at TCU can can be what his expectations were when he first got here, you know, a championship level program. And so we've been very, very happy with 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 what he's doing and, and where he's going and where he's bringing his team. There's been an awesome uh, amount of success that's happened in the Big 12, in particular with transfers. Right. Texas Tech goes to the championship game. Yes. At that point in time, it was grad transfers. If you look at Baylor's roster last year, they won a national championship with a lot of transfers as well. You guys have a lot of transfers, and you also have some guys back. Talk a little bit about transfers specific. How has that gel been so far, and who of the many transfers that you signed you feel like – I know they all will contribute, but who kind of stands out as some guys who have really put themselves in position to help the Horn Frogs? Well, let me me just say this too, B, and I, and I, I appreciate that question. Um, the Big 12 in particular, with, with top to bottom, with, with the teams and the coaches that you have, you know, I, 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 think, I think the key is you got you to be older. You know, you got to stay older. Yep. And, and I think that's why there's been an emphasis on, on the transfer, uh, the, uh, the transfer port, portal. And I think that's, that's here to stay. And so, um, you know, like I mentioned before, you just never know how that's going to work out when you get one or two transfers, let alone seven or eight. And when you look at from top to bottom in our league, I think as a whole, the Big 12 was probably average five or six transfers um, each team uh, this past season, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's probably unprecedented, yet I think we will start to see that being more of the norm. Right. And like any, any anything, uh, when you transfer, you know, sometimes – things that your previous institution may not have worked out and and maybe you carry a little bit of baggage with you when you come to a to a program obviously and then 
you got a new environment, a new coach, a new terminology, um, you know, a new teaching styles. And that's not always the easiest to, um, right. um, you know, to, 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 to mitigate, right. To mitigate. But I, I will say that we've had very few issues with that and our guys like each other. And again, I think it's partly because we've been able to spend a lot of time with each other off the court. I also think that we have highly competitive players and, and, and I think our players definitely respect one another. And I think part of that is the leadership that, that, that coach Dixon has cast. And we talk about it every day. We talk about our depth as being a strength. Right. Okay. And, and I, and I think, I think that message has been loud and clear. And I think as long as we can keep that at the forefront of our young men's mind, I think we will have a ton of success because I think what might can happen is there's an opportunity as I, as I think about the big 12, because there's been a power shift, there's been coaching changes, players have left, players have come in, you know, maybe there's an opportunity for TCU with what we already have in terms of our talent to, um, to ascend maybe in, you know, in, in the upper, upper echelon of this league. And sure. um, look, I'll, I'll tell you, I, there's not just one player in particular that, that has really stuck out of my mind. I mean, obviously having a Micah Peavy with his experience and his coaching and, yeah. and what he was able to do, or even uh, an Emmanuel Miller and, and how, how, you know, he, he, he led, you know, A&M last year in scoring and, and, and the many things that he can do athletically. Uh, but even having an experienced player like Max Evans from Vanderbilt, right. who has played major minutes at, 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 at you know, at, at, in the SEC, yep. and even a Shahada Wells from UTA, yep. who who I think has a tremendous chip on his shoulder, and 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 is very very talented, but yet such a teachable and moldable heart. And then and then the strength and size and length of of of. Uh, Xavier Cork, you know, who I think has a yep. tremendous amount of upside. And, and, and I think, I think Damian Ball, who won, you know, NIT uh, championship last year, you know, I think, I think it's just, it's just, I, I think it's a good mix of individuals. And then you bring in a Jacoby Coles late, uh, who probably we should have took out of high school, out of high school right? Yeah. yeah. Which, which we were recruiting him hard. It's just, we ended up getting a commitment earlier from somebody else in the same position. And, and uh, that didn't quite work out. And then now we got Jacoby on the rebound. And I, I tell you, I mean, I think he's going to add a tremendous amount of value to the way we play and our style of play. And, uh, and then you got, you know, Suleiman uh, from, from Navarro, who I think is giving Eddie Lampkin, you know, competition every day in practice along with Xavier Cork. So when you take the totality of what we've been able to add, yes, we are different. We are new, but I, but I think we'll be better. I, I do. I think we'll be a lot better. That's awesome. Love it, coach. Thank you. Love it. I'll let Kevin take the next one. I know I'm, I don't want to hog the mic too much, man. I don't know about that. I think, uh, I think you're the star of the show B, but <laughs> the star but is a bigger screen, by the way, Kevin, normally that's you, but the star is a bigger screen. <laughs> uh, you know, look, looking ahead to the, the first month, you know, there's so much excitement and you guys start, you know, on Thursday, you know, week, week from the table recording on a Thursday, McNeese State. Right. Uh, can I kind of preview out, you know, the early schedule for you guys and, you know, some of the challenges ahead uh, and also the things you're hoping to learn about your team in that, that early stage of the season? Well, we, we, we built the schedule uh, with the idea that, that hopefully we would have a little bit of forgiveness as we try to 
you know, manage our roster. And uh, what, what we're finding, though, is when we look at the teams that we have early, you know, they have transfers like, like we do. And so they're going to be a little bit older, a little bit more experienced. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's always um, a precarious situation when you go into those early games and you don't really have a lot of scouting material. So, so we've had to mine all of our resources and, and, and call around and try to get as much information as we possibly can uh, with, with what we're going to have to face. And it, it, it seems like, you know, early on, in particular, some of the teams that we're going to be playing uh, are going to press and try to ball pressure a little bit. And, and it, when I hear that, you know, pressing and ball pressuring, that's always buzz terms for where they have a deep roster right? Cause you want to play a lot of guys. And so, so we, we have to be prepared for that. And then later on in the, in the non-conference um, we're going to have uh, some major challenges. You know, we, we play Utah this year and they have a new coach and, you know, coach Smith there at Utah did a phenomenal job over at Utah state and has had a tremendous um, reputation as being not only an outstanding coach, uh, but also a, a person who is very familiar with the recruiting circles. So we play them, at Dickey's Arena, which which I hopefully will have a really good crowd, and and hopefully by that point, you know, we would have ironed out uh, a solid ro- a rotation and and uh, playing with a lot of chemistry. And then we we have to go to Georgetown uh, for the uh, you know the Big Twelve Big East Challenge, um, and then you know we have LSU and the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. You know, and this is the 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 LSU is is going to be I think sometime during January, so. Prior to that, um, we'll also play against Texas A&M and Houston in a neutral side game. So, some some early challenges, uh, but I but I think I think we'll 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 be able to manage, and uh, it, it'll it'll be exciting. And then we'll have fans, you know. So, hey, that, that that's to me that that that'll be fantastic. We had an open scrimmage last night, and you know I didn't know exactly how many students or fans we would get, but. Show my arena was rocking for an open scrimmage. And uh, I think our young men responded to that. And I think they really appreciated that. So, you know, next week, hopefully we'll get, you know, close to a sellout crowd. And then every game after that in the show, my arena here on the, on the campus of TCU, um, you know, we, we, we can have more and more people. And uh, cause I think we'll play an exciting brand of basketball. So looking sure. really forward to that. And, ha- and having so many Texas guys, not only Dallas, but just Texas guys. Right. Period there also helps people want to see those same guys they watched in high school because as you said texas and dallas in particular is becoming such a mecca for recruiting that people love to watch these high school games so if you have those same guys in college and they're playing against the best in the country people are going to come out to see so yeah i agree it's going to be a lot of fun so one so how we end it all the time coach i know it's the first time you've been on the show (laughs) we always like to end it with either a funny story or a good story. Sometimes the funny ones are hard because they're, they're not ready. They're not appropriate for air. So it can be a good story. Uh, if it's not a funny one, it can just be a good story. Whatever you got from, from summer, from COVID, from right now, from staff, from even early in your career. You can give us one early in your career. One time you forgot your belt and then your your pants, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever you got. Whatever you got. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. That, that, you know what? Uh, matter of fact, um, yeah, here's one for you. So this was uh, maybe 10 years ago. Um, I was, I don't know, I may have been at UCLA or maybe at New Mexico. But I remember before every game, obviously you want to look nice and, 
And so like yourself, B, when, when you were coaching and, and Kevin, I'm sure you're the same way. You get your clothes pressed, right? right you take them right, to the cleaners, right? right? right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so what I typically do on any game day, even now, is I will come to work in sweats because we have a shoot around and you want right. to be comfortable. And then later before the game, you know, you dress, right? Right. So uh, on this particular day, <laughs> um, you know, as I was leaving my house, I reached in my closet and I pulled out a suit. And it was my favorite suit because I, I, I'm thinking this was going to be a pretty big game. But what I didn't realize is that when I pulled my suit, I also pulled a pair of pants that didn't quite fit. Right. So, so, <laughs> so, 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 and as a matter of fact, I think I was at UCLA. So, so this story gets even, even, even more crazy. So I, I, I go to dress and it's, you know, the game's at seven 30 and I'm getting dressed at like, six six thirty and i i put the shirt on and i put the jacket on then i go to put the pants on and the pants are like super tight man yeah. like super, super tight and i just realized that when i pulled the suit from the closet i also pulled my son's suit right my son's wow. pants right and my son wow. you know his waist was probably i don't know four inches four inches uh smaller than mine so i and I was really concerned because I'm saying to myself, <laughs> okay, I got these pants on. My wife is coming to the game, but with LA traffic, I mean, I can't ask her to turn around and all that right. traffic and go get my pants and get there on time. So, oh, so, so, so this is no, this is no lie. So I actually go out there with these tight pants on, right? And they're and, and, and the pants are kind of coming up to my knees, man, because because they're short. And uh and then my wife comes running in, comes downstairs in Pauly Pavilion and uh, has pants <laughs> with her. And everybody's kind of looking like, what is going on? Okay. So then there was a timeout. So I went in the back of the locker room and I, and I, once I when I changed my pants and came back out, I mean, people started laughing because they really realized what, what was going on, man. So it was, it was, yeah, that was, that was, that was quite embarrassing. So you know, from, from that point on, I, I take extra care and, and take my time when I'm, I'm picking clothes out of the closet, man. So yeah, yeah. So it's all good, man. It's that all was, good. That was a great one. I, wanted, I think yeah. that's up there for all timers on the show. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that was, I'm just telling you, like I put those pants, so I'm like, what in the world? Oh, and every and like and like the players, man, the players all started laughing at me. You know, like, what is going like, on, what coach? Are you doing? What's yeah, what are you doing, doing man? Because because you know, I'm like, I didn't think anybody was back in the locker room, and then they were back there and they just started laughing, man. I who and then I I didn't I couldn't go out there with like sweats, right? Because you, so just, you just you just you just can't do that. So I had to kind of play it off and kind of get behind <laughs> the bench a little bit so nobody could see me, man. I mean, it was Oh, oh I, I, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm very, I'm much more careful now when it comes to that, right? I, I, I try to, I try to make sure I have the right pants and the right shirt and the right sport coat going into a situation like that. So you know, I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, Kevin, take notes, man. Take notes. <laughs> I, I, I've been on a few road trips. I've never forgotten a pair of pants. Hopefully that that continues. I, yeah. I will be extra careful. You, hey, you're young in the game though. Kevin just graduated college last year before he got hired by Sports Illustrated. So that's good, man. You does a good job. Friend. Hey, does a good job. So, Got to keep my pants straight when we get. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Coach, we appreciate you taking the time so much, man. So much respect for you. You know how much of a fan I am and your family to me. So 
love you and I love that more people are getting to know how great you are, even though I know you're not about you, you, you don't want me saying that, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Yeah. Um, Thank you, B. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks for having me. Okay. Doing a tremendous job too. So good luck this season. And, uh, Kevin's going to be watching some games even more closely now because of you. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, Kevin, sir. thank you for the opportunity, okay? All you got right. a bright you got a bright you got a bright future, man. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Big God bless, man. Okay. See you okay. soon. Yeah, bye-bye. All right, that was awesome. Hands down. Hey, he, he he brings it, man. He has a juice about him that makes you excited to watch TC basketball. If you weren't excited already about going to see Mike Miles and, and your boy Micah PV and right. Manuel Miller and all those dudes. Well, I think uh, I think you probably are now. So I mean, yeah. I, I'm a, I, I'm really excited to see this group. I think I'm a little higher than everyone else's nationally. Yeah. I see a lot of people that are just kind of like lumping them in with K State and Iowa State in the preseason. I think they'd be better than that. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a tournament team. Yeah, Man, I think so. It's really, I mean, I think I thought Micah PV. I, 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 we're juicing your boy here, but you know, I thought he was outstanding as a freshman at tech in a very kind of specialized role yeah. as a defender and yep. i think he's going to show more offensively yep. he, but he still doesn't have to be like a go-to guy because you have For sure. For you sure. know miles and also Holly wells who they mentioned who's an unbelievable scorer i think will be one of the better six men in college basketball to me fills in that role so i mean this is gonna be a fun fun team and i think a lot of these pieces really fit who jamie dixon is For right sure. Yep. I mean, it's not quite like Pittsburgh days where you know, you're no, be, not quite like that. down there. I mean, we've modernized a little bit, but these guys are tough and athletic. Yep. And then they have a guard who can really make you pay in Mike Miles. And I think that's yeah. When you and like you say when, when you have a guard like that and you have depth too, uh, I just think it's a lot of fun. I mean, people don't give TCU as much credit for even like a Desmond Bain. I mean, he's Oof. averaging almost twenty a game in the NBA. He's a starting shooting guard next to John Morant. And is playing at a high level. And yeah, Jamie Dixon just has a way of getting it out of. And then when he has talent, he's usually going to do big things with it. So I'm excited to see what they do. Here, here's a question for you, hindsight wise. Um, you're, you're, you're the Texas guy. You know all the yeah, players yeah. down there. Yeah. When you saw Mike Miles as a high school player, did you foresee him becoming this type of college player? Good question. I don't think anyone would have said they saw him being this good. Right, right. I yeah. think he's ahead of the curve. I think you may have saw this as maybe a junior where he's at now, but he skipped some steps in that and just really uh, put himself in a position where, I mean, he's in the league guard in the Big 12. He's in the league guard in the country. Obviously proved that USA team as well. Yep. Um, yeah, he's always been a winner, though. He's always been a competitor. He's always been a winner. So I think that part and then having the ball in his hands early in his career where he can make some mistakes and play through it, I think that's one of the best things for young players to be able to play through mistakes. So I think he's going to be outstanding this year with more talent around him, older, like he said, that coach said, has a summer with him. Uh, I'm excited to see what TCU does. I think they're going to surprise some people. Yeah, the the two guards, both in the state of Texas, that the average college basketball fan may not be overly aware of. They might just know the name and nothing else that you should be are Mike Miles and Kendrick Davis at SMU. Now, it's a little rivalry, but those two dudes can flat out ball. Flat out get it done at a high level on both sides, on both sides. We'll talk Texas all day, so I probably got to go. We're going to go to the next guest. Stay tuned. Next guest coming soon. Coach Dwayne Broussard, phenomenal. We out. 
Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.